Hello and welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. I'm your host, Christina, where we discuss anything and everything. It is finally Friday. It's not Fry-Pay, but at least it's Friday. Even though I see children in my future and... My mom has already co-opted me to babysit two two little ones tomorrow morning, which is awesome. Have no problems with that. <laughs> Especially Stinka Fat. She's so cute. She's just so cute. Um I've had a little bit of a pet peeve type of week. One of my friends, uh, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> uh constantly likes to talk about the same thing over and over and over again and it's usually about work there's this miscomprehension between what she wants to know and what's the job she's one of those people where it needs to make sense to her versus if it makes sense and thus i always have these empathetic but frustrating conversations with her where I'm just mostly allowing myself or allowing her to vent while I try to make some summation of what her issue is and offer some solutions. And I effectively did say, I think you may either need to go to a different department or you might unfortunately need to quit. Now, the quit option is really terrible because this job is easy money. I mean, it's not easy, easy money, but for the most part, if you got it, it's not the hardest thing in the world. Like you get to work from home, your Monday through Friday, you don't have to work any holidays. For the most part, it's a pretty ideal job situation versus you have to go out and then you're going to have to start from scratch somewhere else. But if you're truly unhappy, then of course, do what you need to do. But I don't know if she's just unhappy or if she's just bored or if she is being told she's wrong more than she's being told she's right and thus feels that in her soul she is right and things need to conform to her idea of thinking versus this corporate or or corporation who don't give a fuck. I'm like, girl, if you don't just get them numbers and give them answers and stop being so trying to be the bridge. I know that there is us and there is them. We could go ahead and talk all that propaganda shit about how we won, but we're not. We're not. Sing Another one of my huge pet peeves is when people call you, pick up the phone, dial your number or conference call you and then spend the entire time talking to somebody else off in the distance. I am very used to my mother doing such things, but my my coworkers, my acquaintances, no, I will hang up on you. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, I got to go. I made up an excuse that she and I both knew was an absolute ball face lie and she didn't dress it afterwards <laughs> but she was also inconspicuously missing at work today <laughs> so I might have been the last one she was holding on to have some understanding for her and I do I love I, I like her a lot a lot um we have a lot of good back and forths but I'm like I can't help you help yourself and it gets to a point where i just like yeah i gotta i will close the door on you there there will be a point where the door is closed it ain't there but it's definitely only slightly ajar another pet peeve is or i don't even know if it's a pet peeve but anyone who's ever been in what they call huddles or morning meetings whatever it's those 15 minutes before or maybe slightly after your shift has started or maybe a couple hours after your shift has started where you and your teammates get together to discuss things 
and every time it's those same six motherfucking people that always gotta talk now i am a talker myself i am not exempt but i am far more aware of where my voice needs to fit in the conversation and sometimes my voice does not fit in the conversation i purposely will not speak on something just so i can allow someone else the opportunity to get their voice said now it's not to say that those other people aren't wanting to speak because i'm pretty sure if you need to say something you're gonna say it but does it really need to be these same six people talking the same shit trying to one-up each other on who knows more and all of y'all asses be wrong because i caught someone this week did something they know i was gonna be following that particular conversation and i did and i pulled it up and i was like how the fuck she just did something that was absolutely and got praise for it too because the person told me that i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about which is why i was like this person's gonna chat back in and she's gonna get someone else and of course she gets those mediocre people that are in a higher position than you and you don't understand how the fuck they got there how the fuck did you get here and you are subpar (laughs) but you is a higher band than me and yet you just did something that was absolutely based on what you felt and did not adhere to any of the guidelines if the guidelines are the guidelines then i would love to just make up any rules to make people happy too when they bitch and moan and complain but unfortunately you want me to be writing these policies correctly and that's what i'm doing and thus this does not apply and you just went ahead and gave it to them so of course my petty ass straight up uh wrote the shit up out of (laughs) not only and i dragged the whole entire file my boss was looking at me like oh she didn't look at this at all i'm like i'm aware i'm aware i told this lady what she needed to do because the the issue is is our problem is is that we have a lot of people who's been doing stuff for a very long time they've been doing it their way for a better long time and it's been trying to curt the guidelines and now we're getting stricter and stricter on that And they still be trying to find some of these older people that's been around for a while to go ahead and circumvent those guidelines to keep the the rapport. But no, that's not about no, no. I'm not about to write this policy and then basically your ass gonna be back in like one year at renewal and we doing the same damn dance. And then you sit and throw a tantrum when it's done because none of y'all is professional. Okay, that's not true. Because it's only a small percentage of people it's probably maybe about four percent some people are real dumb though they real they real special you will tell them the answer and they will literally be like repeat it back to you and you'll be like um that's what i just well, let me try to say it a different way you know but sometimes the answer is just no and no matter how many ways you try to ask the question it's still no and then they love to flip it on you like i you don't know what you're talking about bitch you called me i'm i'm sorry i didn't know i was the professional or the expert and you were not the expert but you're telling me the expert that i don't know how to talk what i'm talking about and you yourself are not even close to being an expert that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 also realize that half of what i said did not make sense to anybody in reference to some of the things i am talking about but the thing about those little huddles those meetings it's not just the same six people that want to talk and talk over each other they also want to argue then they have that one moment where it's kumbaya and everybody's like stroking each other's kitty like this is a masturbation class and i don't understand since we all are in different states half of us ain't in the same state ain't gonna know each other ain't never gonna know each other i understand you want to build rapport but you don't have to but I think it's just me. It could be just a me thing. Because at the end of several meetings this week. I want to go home. Where my particular feelings, which is crazy because I'm already home. Um, <laughs> but you, it just, it's just you get. Uh, it's, just, it's just so. Uh. And I think it's because I'm an empath and I'm hypersensitive and I could just smell the bullshit 
that comes out and it's the one guy and uh it's and i know they chuckle at me and then they came out and every time i'm like a little harsh and i feel like i'm a little harsh because i will cut people off like there would be some people that will just go and my boss doesn't look up and see because that's what you're supposed to do if you're going to be having 15 17 people in this class and everybody might need a chance to speak you gotta you gotta control that you can't keep letting those same six people control the nature of the conversation you have to allow for other people you have to draw from them even if they don't want to participate but i suppose they did put that part of our goals so you're supposed to speak up in huddles <laughs> but I, you how can you speak up when the same people keep talking and they don't talk for a minute no they got to get their point out for five minutes and then the one will stop like there is not even a pause before someone else starts talking and it's usually one of those six and then if i ever speak up it's usually to ask a question um and then i let it go <laughs> like if even if i have to comment on something i usually make sure it's within a minute because we only have 15 and those 15 minutes go really quickly and it shouldn't just be focused on that thing but then they, like i said they do the whole thing like my fa- my dog's littering this weekend i mowed my lawn i'm like i don't give a fuck start get caught getting caught up in oh i did teal and god i mean it's just we don't we're not on the same on the same page at all <laughs> not even a little bit so i just start tuning the shit out and sometimes and the funniest part is when uh, like even game day today and i know i'm going on and on and on about this but it's hysterical even game day the person that's in front she's like okay here's the rules uh you can access it by going here why every fucking single time there's the not one not two not even three four people what are we doing what's happening where do i go to get that it's like following simple direction is not what why 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 oh i was laughing if anybody was following me on camera today they would have been like what she is just over there cracking up and i was not saying one word of why i found it was funny but if you were tuned in to how i'm tuned in then you would have been like yeah i get it you would have been inside on the joke because i'm like these motherfuckers don't it's not the game ain't even started we ain't spent five minutes like clean the fucking earwax out of your ears how you not paying attention and if you didn't pay attention how about just put it in the chat just ask a question there or i don't know it's not that hard it's not like we was playing something hard we was playing bingo okay <laughs> that was our fun day was bingo <laughs> no i was mad because i didn't win i was like damn a game that's fair last week was uh guessing some fucking old furniture i'm like what the fuck is that i don't know what that is i'm not gonna win this and i'll be wanting them gift cards shoot them amazon gift cards bomb.com actually i think we stopped giving out amazon gift cards because everyone kept asking for them so now it's like walmart or like panera or some shit oh but they drive me insane then everybody has that moment after i love our team we're so great i love everybody speaks their mind they basically be telling talking about me because i straight be like uh because they be saying dumb stuff the first question my boss asked so there's been transfer to transfers in the same zone has anybody been saying that five people the same five oh i don't know anything about it. i've never seen anything about that me opens my mouth bullshit i see it all the time (laughs) i see it frequently (laughs) and she's asking because clearly the data supports this so you acting like oh and then the minute she says that everybody's like well maybe the same five people are going well maybe it's this and maybe it's that and then i cut in once again maybe the people who are seeing this should comment on why they're seeing this um not the people that don't see it so why are you even contributing to this conversation it's something you don't know anything about so why are you talking about it <laughs> you're trying to come up with excuses and then come to find out it was like a it was like a, a case of george duty or people's court
to find out a lot of people on our team do do it. <laughs> Including the person who's all tenured and supposedly is supposed to be, you know, a higher band than me. It's like, oh, I, I do it all the time. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. How do you not know? No, you avoided that terrible survey and you tried to pawn it off and you guys think you're slick. You think you're slick. You're not slick. I didn't know that they, they could request someone else. No, you cannot request. So this is the answer. If you don't like the answer, fine. Fuck off. Chat back in. I'm not transferring you back to the chat. <laughs> oh, that cracked me up. I was like, look at y'all. You're right. Y'all are so ratchet. Gonna just come out and be like, oh, it was all. Uh huh. Mm hmm. And then here comes the one dude he got because he got to stick up for them. Well, maybe it's the people who don't know, you know. <laughs> they know. They're not stupid. They're not stupid. Uh, that's an excuse. It's not a, even a very good excuse. Come on. We're not in high school. You're, you yourself are a 50 fucking year old man what excuse is there possibly for i don't want to deal with this person anymore no you know exactly what you're doing and stop pretending like people ain't shitty and shady because they are i know i work with them often and that they they for some reason still manage to keep their jobs longer than i've ever seen anyone else um being corporate america but also have so i guess (laughs) you ain't winning no points for being really good at what you do is what i'm trying to say (laughs) you might get the raise and that's all that really counts in the end for you on a personal level but if you're looking for anything else you might as well go ahead and put those hopes and dreams in a bag and take it out to the garbage Mimi had touched on this in another podcast, but I was like, no, I wanted to talk that out about that on the Jones Chronicles. But she was talking about how she was teaching her son to stick up for himself and when to fight, when to not fight. Uh that particular scenario, which is um which is a coincidence because I was just speaking to my daughter about it as well. Uh, because apparently she went up to the ice cream stand and there was a lot of kids there including a lot of older bigger buffier little girls and they started barking at her and making her feel uncomfortable because she wears or she had worn a doll uh one of those collars and they said people wear collars or dogs and they're weird so she felt intimidated by this crowd and decided not to get ice cream and the next day she's like i'm not gonna go back there anymore and of course at first i'm like uh let's swing by and you know point those point those folks out to me it's like no mom you're gonna embarrass me and i said fair enough fair enough i explained to her that she was you know it was okay to walk away from the situation there was a lot of people there she made it clear that this particular person uh is a uh, problematic and is very eager to fight all the time uh so she didn't want to get jumped by her and her multiple friends she felt outnumbered that's fair that's fair uh and i told her look i'm not gonna embarrass you but if i ever walk up on it or i ever see it you might as well just get in the fucking car and hide and and she's like what are you gonna do i'm like i'm not gonna do anything i'm gonna sit there and drag the living shit out of her and i'm not even going yeah i'm gonna talk calmly like why are you so angry why do your parents not love you enough (laughs) why do they not care that you get in the scrapes and stuff why do you need to attack other people for being different and then if they decide that they want to try to go toe-to-toe with the fucking adult then i'm gonna get mean shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up i know what you're saying i know what you're saying they kids you can't do that no they're fucking teenagers 
the child state don't if you want to be a child act like a child if you want to act like an adult then i'm gonna put you in your place and it's gonna be real embarrassing real embarrassing for you i can assure you that and then if you want to get froggy i'm gonna go ahead and let you do it because all i'm gonna do is subdue your ass and it's gonna be even more embarrassing for everyone involved particularly you <laughs> they ain't gonna say i'm crazy the same thing my daughters are like well they're gonna be like you crazy at school you crazy at school i was like yeah but are they gonna fuck with you after that no they're not gonna fuck with you <laughs> they ain't gonna want that smoke but fine i'm gonna be respectful i'm gonna let you handle your battles but you also need to handle your battles that in the situation you felt that that's not a t- place in time that you want to do it fine that makes sense to me but if someone is bullying you then bully i mean what you could do is bark back i'd be like what are you doing you said i'm a dog and if they say you sound stupid you'd be like well you just barked at me so if i'm stupid you stupid we can be stupid together let's have a whole barking conversation i know that's hard when you're young (laughs) i feel like i got to a certain age where i was able to relate because i I was the same way and that's the same thing i explained to her i was always intimidated i was always scared she's like well what if i get suspended if someone was to hit me and i was to hit him back i'm like i got your back you told me about it you know because apparently someone in the school likes to step on the back of her shoes when she's walking or they put their hands on her neck and i said look if you do that just turn around and swing take the backpack and swing don't worry i got you <laughs> i will defend your actions because words are one thing but nobody and i mean absolutely nobody has the right to put their hands on you that's when they're crossing the line and that's when you need if you need to go ahead and handle yours handle yours that's stick it up for yourself if it's words you could just you know you're gonna have to learn to talk that shit it's an acquired skill i got you but someone physically touching you or assaulting you you beat their ass you ain't gotta ask permission to beat their ass you beat their ass even if you are gonna lose the fight you still beat their ass okay because you need to let them know that they don't do that to you that's not gonna happen without a repercussion or people are going to take advantage of you at that point and lord knows i've been through that phase uh emotionally not physically strangely enough i will say that much i think even as a child (laughs) that was a line yeah did not cross yeah did not cross i never get that little girl pushing me down the fucking steps i was scared but i got up and i swang swung and hit the shit out of her because i had a whole keychain with locks on it (laughs) knocked her ass right into them lockers and just kept swinging like i didn't know what i was doing but i knew that i was not gonna stop until that bitch was not getting up <laughs> and then i was crying in the office not because i was in a fight because i didn't know what my mama was gonna do my mama got out to school she told her what happened she's like yeah i guess you got a three-day vacation because ain't no parent gonna not tell their child not to defend themselves. i remember i think i told y'all this story and then we'll move on to some history but when i was younger there was my one of my first school fights that was the the other one was my second was it my first or second i felt like the third this was in third grade i feel like this was my first one and i was gang stomped by three people uh in the yard and our house was across the street and it was two boys and a girl and i was fighting back but you know it was two boys and a girl And my sister, instead of swinging with me or helping me, she decided to run across the street and grab my mama. And my mama's like me. She ran the fuck out the house, nine months pregnant. I think she was like seven months pregnant. Uh, barefoot, ran across the street. Uh, they saw my mama coming. Them kids just ran. She chased them all the way inside the school. I ran too because I was like, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> chased them into the school yelled at them for not being aware of the fact that there was a fight going on outside of the school took me home right i wasn't in trouble at all for nothing 
and then beat the shit out of my sister for leaving me because you if your sister's in a fight you're in a fight but yeah that's a it's a hard thing to navigate is those and this is a it's a white bitch too (laughs) i know that shouldn't matter it shouldn't but the minute i saw her because she pointed her out she didn't want me to do anything but i was like oh and she a little chunky monkey i was like oh god it's always those it's always those that are more jealous that are bullying i mean i saw that girl I was like are you serious <laughs> I was like let me do it girl you better never catch me better never catch me catch you is what i should have said all right let's get on to some history so we are gonna discuss the shanghai empire i actually just watched a whole if you like listening to the podcast i'll link it below uh podcast on the shanghai empire by oh it's like right at the tip of my tongue (laughs) and it's gonna bother me so i will let you know i just probably be in the comments below but oh shoot i just found fall of civilizations there uh so i'll link that in case you want to have a deeper dive and listen into that um but the shanghai empire was the largest and the last of the three major pre-colonial empires to emerge in west africa from its capital at gao on the niger river songhai expanded in all directions until it stretched from the atlantic ocean modern day senegal and gambia to what is now northwest nigeria and central niger gao songhai's capital which remains to this day a small niger river trading center was home to the famous gao mosque and the tomb of askia the most important of the songhai empires or emperors the cities of Timbuktu and Dijen were the other major cultural and commercial centers of the empire. The Songhai people founded Gao around 800 AD and established it as their capital in the 11th century during the reign of Dia Kaso. As the city and the region grew in importance, the Malian Empire incorporated both, uh, incorporated both as it expanded across the West African savanna sunni ali bear the military commander responsible for those or these victories is widely considered the first great ruler of the songhai empire he continued to enlarge the empire taking control of important trans-saharan trade routes as well as other cities and provinces of mali after sunni ali bear's death in 1492 also an important date for christopher columbus his son Sony, look at me remembering a date that's so i mean i've been trying i've been trying so hard to remember certain dates but i'm not a historian but i still be like wanting to be uh so, <laughs> i just did christopher columbus last week so of course it's relevant but hey let me have it sonny baru became emperor but soon lost the throne to askia muhammad tour one year later the new ruler a devout muslim was responsible for few additional conquests instead he centralized the bureaucracy appointing virtually all of the mayors and provincial governors established sahar or sar yeah sharia law throughout the empire expanded sinkor university in timbuktu and built numerous schools throughout songhai askia mohammed Tue. is it Ture? Ture also strengthen immigration of scholars and skilled workers from arabia egypt morocco and muslim spain he was the first west african ruler to allow the exchange of ambassadors with these and other muslim states um there was something i wanted to say there but now i forgot after askia mohammed Therese's death in 1528 songhai enjoyed a period of peace and prosperity under a succession of emperors 
Urban Center Trade flourished in Gao, Timbuktu, and Dijin, although the vast majority of Shanghai's Songhai's inhabitants were small farmers whose fortunes were tied to success in agriculture rather than in commerce. The period of peace and stability ended in 1592 when a civil war created an opportunity for Morocco Sultan Ahmed I al-Mansur Saadi to send an army to conquer Songhai. This is pretty much the Ottoman Empire, correct? Al-Mansur hoped to control the West African goldfields and establish himself as the caliph or caliph of Sudan. I'm jumping a little bit into the Ottoman Empire. I like got around maybe 30 minutes into this uh, documentary. I feel that's the, the side of history I'm the least familiar with. So I'll definitely be penciling that in to learn more about. The new monarchy based at Gao had centralized an absolute and sacred power. It was possible to approach him only in a prostate position. He sat on a raised platform surrounded by 700 eunuchs. That means they had no penis. (laughs) After Game of Thrones, you know, uh, we, we have them in pop culture now. People pay taxes to the king in return for internal and external security. The royal court was responsible for the administration and the army. Large estates belonged to nobles. They were worked by servile labor uh, that did the fishing, animal raising for milk, meat, and skins, and the agricultural work. Trade significantly influenced the course of history in West Africa. The wealth made through the trade was used to build larger kingdoms and empires to protect their trade interests these kingdoms built strong armies kingdoms that desired more control of the trade also developed stronger armies to expand their kingdom and protect them from competition oh yeah that's what sidebar because i was watching another documentary that caught my eye regarding the kushite empire and they were talking about this time under the one of the last emperors yeah one of the last the last not one of the last the last emperor um and how they believed in ethiopia that uh this dynasty the solomon dynasty was meant to bring all the africans or african-americans back to africa and then there were some people in that time period that actually migrated from the u.s to africa to try to reclaim their roots because the the emperor at that time had put aside them some land so that they can live there but now after the emperor is gone they're like pretty much ostracized in africa i just thought that was an interesting um (laughs) particularly bit of history that went uh, along with that Uh, later on in the ethiopian empire it also goes back to the idea oh let's go back to africa reclaim our roots yeah they don't want us there <laughs> you ain't reclaiming shit. You are outsider in a country just because you African don't mean absolutely nothing. But it's also kind of going into the, another sidebar. Uh, what I wanted to say earlier is my sister had, uh, she still is Muslim to some extent, because uh, she's doing it as a way to to reconnect with her past, her African ancestry, since there was not only christian influence but a a huge muslim even islam influence in that region at the time because that's where all of the the mathematics and writing and, and and innovation was coming from you have this european idea that oh we invented it all and we we set the no basically you went out and you you confiscated and then re-propagandized a lot of cultures. <laughs> I mean, that's why that's the beauty of America as well. On the flip side of that is because it is that melting pot, allowed to be that melting pot, unlike other co- countries, even with its current issues, that this country became as successful as it was. So uh that outside culture influence i mean to it's it it was always they were always there first 
wasn't the european side and even if you want to go into the romans the romans aren't quote-unquote white the way (laughs) europeans would consider themselves you know white those were more uh hmm i mean they were italians they were uh they were from just all over the place i mean it's in rome so they're they're they were from that ancestry the same romans that are there today back on topic um trade significantly influenced the course of history in west africa the wealth made through trade was used to build larger kingdoms and empires to protect their trade interests these kingdoms built strong armies kingdoms that desired more control of the trade also developed strong armies to expand their kingdoms and protect them from competition the one thing i'm always hearing about these particular great african kingdoms is that they were pretty flush Money ain't a motherfucking bribe. It's a sport I invented to win when I watch. And known all the rights and the lights and the locks. Even known all the ice and the sprite you just drop. Get money. The slave trade was also important for the economic development of West Africa. For a very long time, West African kingdoms had relied on slaves to carry out heavy work. The Songhai Kingdom, under the rule of Askia Muhammad, used slaves as soldiers. Slaves were trusted not to overthrow their rulers. Slavers or slaves were also given important positions as royal advisors. Songhai rulers believed that slaves could be trusted to provide unbiased advice, unlike other citizens who held a personal stake in the outcome of the decisions. That's a very interesting. thought process in the (laughs) the idea of slavery another group of slaves was known as palace slaves or the rb the rb slaves served mainly as craftspersons potters woodworkers and musicians slaves also worked on village farms to help produce enough food to supply the growing population in towns they're called slaves but it seems they have some type of modicum of freedom or some way of even getting a successful uh place in the in the empire industrial development in britain led to increasing trade with west africa in agricultural products like palm oil rubber and cocoa let's not talk about rubber to supply britain with these products the asante kingdom kept the slaves they had captured for the atlantic slave trade and used them as farm workers instead this led to the growth of slavery in west africa because each kingdom wanted to profit from this new trade west african slavery came to a slow end towards the end of the 19th century when many of these kingdoms were colonized by the french and british also another ironic uh form of events you know oh now that we're done and making all the money we did off of slavery we're now going to colonize the place that we were stealing and also kind of participating simultaneously with other africans in said slave trade but now now that you guys are going to do the exact same thing with your abundance of wealth of slaves now we must step in for morality's sake and take over so that we then can co-op the natural resources for ourselves welcome to the rice fields motherfucker the songhai empire began to shrink around the edges especially in the west from the last quarter of the 16th century this was largely due to a string of ineffectual leaders and civil wars for the right of succession which had blighted the empire ever since the death of king muhammad in 1528 one particular rivalry between muhammad the fifth bano or the fourth uh from 1586 and his brothers effectively divided the empire in half then the final death blow was swift the moroccan leader ahmed al mansur al dahabi uh death 1603 known rather grandly as the golden conqueror sent a small force of perhaps 4,000 men armed with muskets to attack the empire in the 15 92 nope it just says 1590 <laughs> the Songhai empire or army numbered some 30,000 infantry and 10,000 cavalry 
i mean we also had this idea that africans don't have horses and yet they did but their weapons were more or mere spears and arrows as a result of this technologically mismatch technic technological 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 mismatch the moroccans won the war even if there were a few sporadic but ineffectual songhai combat fightbacks over the next few years the songhai treasury was seized and the empire including timbuktu which was also lost for quite a time was absorbed into that of the moroccans becoming a province therein the songhai empire west africa's largest ever had simply crumbled from within and evaporated it would be the last of the great empires that had dominated west africa since the sixth century next week we will conclude our african empires with great zimbabwe and then i said we're gonna go to is history but i might get sidetracked well i'll take i'll put a poll out there we'll see Uh, so look forward to that on my social medias if you're not following before we do say goodbye for uh this week i do want to discuss 10 incredible black women you have never heard of i came stumbled across this article by christina maxorius from cnn published february 23rd of 2019 and i thought i would share um as this is very relevant information (laughs) well we do tend to celebrate the there's always always the known faces in history and then there's also the ones that are never quite as known so it's martin luther king malcolm x but say we don't mention uh i can't even think of one off the top of my head right now but i know the black guy that helped or did create penicillin i should know his name but i still don't that's sad need to do better i need to do better so uh here are 10 names that have uh accomplished things in history that you should know about first up is phyllis wheatley she was the first african-american poet to publish a book born in 1753 she was brought to new england from west africa as a slave when she was nearly eight years old the wheatley family purchased and named the young girl and after discovering her passion for writing they called her writing with chalk on a wall tutored her in reading and writing she studied english literature latin greek and the bible with the family's help phyllis wheatley traveled to london in 1773 and published her first poems soon after when she returned to america she was granted her freedom number two and you could definitely read more up this is just briefly on i'm just going over the article uh but definitely finding out more about these women i'm sure i will at some point get more information about their full stories uh if there's any more to be gained Uh, the first college graduate was mary jane patterson Uh, she was 16 years old and her family among others moved to ohio in hopes of sending their children to college the daughter of a master mason patterson became the first black woman to graduate from an established american college entitled oberlin college or just called oberlin college three years later or three years after her completing her studies in 1862 patterson was appointed a teacher assistant in the female department of the institute of colored youth in philadelphia according to the african-american registry she later taught at the preparatory high school for colored youth renamed dunbar high school serving as the school's first black principal from 1871 to 1874 mary eliza mahoney number three born in 1845 had been a cook a janitor and a washerwoman before she began working at the new england hospital for women and children when she was 33 she entered the hospital's 16-month nursing program and earned her certification in a 40-year career mahoney directed the howard orphan asylum in long island new york and was a founding member of the group that became the american nurses association this one's for you mimi after retirement mahoney continued to fight for minority rights and in 1920 became one of the first women to register to vote in boston she is the first nurse that recognizes the first black nurse in the united states of america 
the first black president bank president <laughs> you got you you, you, you you i know i know maggie lena mitchell the daughter of a former slave went to public schools in richmond virginia became a teacher and established a newspaper before founding the saint luke penny savings bank in 1903 in charting the bank and serving as its first president mitchell broke gender and racial barriers she uh, she later she later she served as board chairwoman when the bank merged with two others uh, in richmond the park service reports the resulting entity until 2009 was recognized as the nation's oldest continually african-american operated bank the first to refuse to give up her seat was not rosa parks despite the the continued teachings and history classes no that belongs to claudette colvin she broke ground nearly 10 months before rosa parks in 1955 march colvin then just 15 years old was arrested for violating an ordinance in montgomery alabama that required segregation on city buses according to stanford university entry colvin went to jail without a chance to call her family colvin and other women challenged the law in court but black civil rights leaders pointing to circumstances in colvin's personal life thought parks would make a better icon for the movement quote being dragged off that bus was worth it just to see barack obama become president colvin said in her 2017 book still i rise i think they actually did make did they make a movie about that so many others gave their lives and didn't get to see it and i thank god for letting me see it the first white house correspondent alice dunnigan was mostly ignored during the white house news conferences until john f kennedy became president that's when jet magazine in 1961 ran the headline kennedy in negro reporter gets first answer in two years according to the pointer institute a journalism school and think tank dunnigan born in 1906 in rural kentucky was the daughter of a tenant farmer and a laundress she began painting columns at just age 13 she graduated from kentucky state university and taught for 18 years before moving to washington in 1947 she became chief of the associated negro press and the first african-american woman accredited to cover the white house according to the kentucky commission on women foundation the first fastest black woman in the world or maybe the fastest black woman in the world not sure just says the fastest in the world wilma rudolph was dubbed the fastest woman in the world there we go in 1960 became the first american woman to win three gold medals in track and field at the same olympic games rudolph also championed civil rights refused to attend the segregated homecoming parade in her honor rudolph later earned a degree from tennessee state university and was inducted into the u.s olympic hall of fame track star wilma rudolph 20 lunges across the finish line in 1960 summer olympics in rome the first nobel peace prize winner kenyan ecologist words why ecologist wangara matai hopefully i said that right became the first black woman to win the nobel peace prize an outspoken environmentalist matai was honored in 2004 for standing at the front of the fight to promote ecologically viable social economic and cultural development in kenya and in africa matai earned bachelor's and master's degrees at the american universities before completing her doctorate and founded the green belt movement the largest tree planting campaign in africa she has been recognized as time magazine's hero of the planet and yet i have never heard of her before in my life first black woman in space mae jemison began studying at stanford university when she was just 16 years old she earned a degree in chemical engineering and in 1981 a doctorate in medicine from cornell university 
Jameson was chosen for NASA's astronaut program in 1987 and became the first black woman to travel in space in 1992 after launching with the space shuttle Endeavour crew. The first trans politician, Andrea Jenkins in 2017, became the first openly transgender, transgender person of color elected to public office in the United States. By the time voters chose her to serve on the Minneapolis City Council, she notched more than 25 years of public service experience working as a policy aide, nonprofit director, and employment specialist. Jenkins campaigned on issues including reducing police violence, combating climate change, ending voter suppression, and making available more affordable housing. She is a writer, performance artist, poet, and transgender activist. And there are, and there you go, 10 black women whose name you should uh, start teaching your children. And uh, I'm sure that list can go on and on and on. That's just 10 of them. If you know someone who should be featured, definitely write in. Uh, drop a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Blacker Couch Review, Blacker Couch at Gmail. <laughs> blackgirlcouchreviews at gmail.com is where you can also send any feedback <laughs> uh, I don't know yet what we're going to do along with Tim Beck 2 next week so I guess that'll just be a surprise uh, I think that I have rambled enough and I hope everyone has themselves a great weekend so until next time peace, hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>